School. Welcome to Culture Created Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky Benge, and today on our special edition, we are having Kalil Ramasia, the main man of Make Things Make. How are you, sir? Philip. I'm Nandi Brother man, please tell us more about yourself and uh, your upbringing. Um, <coughs> so, um, I don't have anything profound yeah. or even important to say about myself, bro. I don't want to lie. Um, like you said, name is Kabeo Um, I'm a creative entrepreneur and ideas are my favorite things. Yeah, I said. Yeah, so um, I was one time with you at um, this other this other event. You also you were also part of it, and then you mentioned something about Bramfontein, and then that's where I saw that like me and you we have maybe something similar. Did you when did you, when was your first time going to Bramfontein, and what were you doing there? <clears throat> so, um, yo, man, um, I think this was back in 2015, yeah, 2015, you know, um, fresh out of high school, and, <clears throat> sorry, um, I was really exposed to, like, a whole different, um, you know, um, environment, culture, yeah. and yeah, I pretty much spent half of the year that side, yeah. um, just getting inspired. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to know why I was going there. Do you want to tap into like the reason why I was going there? Frequently? Why you were going there, and what were you doing there? So <clears throat> what happened was, so twenty fourteen. That's when I did my trip, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I obviously had plans of furthering my studies, but life happened. By that, I mean, I couldn't afford to go to, you know, not necessarily further my studies, but, you know, when you're young, <clears throat> you are specific with what you want. You know, and you are too young to understand certain things, right? So by this, I mean, I could have easily went to school if I really wanted to go to school, to just any, you know, faculty or whatever the case might be. But because I was young and I was always, I've always been this kid that has always been precise and specific about what he wants. So even with... Um, the school that I wanted to go to further my studies to, I was very precise with those, okay. right? So I wanted to go to Boston Media House or City Gasset. Okay. Those were the top two that I really wanted to go to. Okay. What, what, what did you want to do? I'm glad that you asked that because I think grade 11, that's when I kind of sort of like understood what I wanted. Okay. And who I was, you know, and that's where I realized that I've always been into just knowing more about 
middle media itself, yeah. right? So I've always been obsessed and fixated on the idea of just knowing how do you start your own brand, you know? Yeah. So I knew those two um, specific institutions, you know, were the pioneers. I think they yeah. still are yeah. in the yeah. You know, so I just really wanted to go there because of that. Um, so unfortunately, um, you know, 2015, I'm done, I'm home. Now we're having these conversations with my family. And 2015, when I was fresh out of high school, my sister was completing a final year at, you know, um, a college that she was studying at. Yeah. <clears throat> and I grew up in a household where only my dad was working at the time. So my mother's never been a working type. She's always, she's always been a queen, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And 2015, that's when we had that uncomfortable conversation where they were telling me that they don't have money, you know, to, you know, take me to these two specific institutions. Yeah. And, you know, there were options on the table of me going to, like, your, what do they call it? Uh, public institutions, yeah. But at that time, like I'm saying, I was young, I was naive. I felt like the world owed me something. Yeah. So I didn't want anything but these two. Yeah. So as soon as we had that discussion, I was like, okay, cool. That means I'm not going to go anyway. Yeah. So I was practically at home, not doing shit. And there was this one guy that I used to attend class with back in high school. Yeah. Not really friends, but we spoke. We spoke a lot about music. Uh, and it happened that the following year, 2015, we still kept contact, yeah. right? Then he went to Brownfontein, right? And, you know, we maintained contact. And, you know, what happened then was, because I was at home not doing anything, um, LPO, Let's Play Outside, yeah. started hosting workshops, yeah. right? And... This guy it was a great time. Man. Yeah, it was, it was a great, great time. time so this guy put me on that. He's like, yo, you're not doing anything. And there's this cool thing happening. I think that you might be interested in. Yeah, yeah. So pull up. So this one Saturday, went that side. I never looked back. Never looked back. And, you know, yo, man, like I'm talking about it and I'm just trying to like reminisce about it. Yeah. Anything, you know? It was a great time, man, because I remember even me, like, my first time going to um, LPO was those workshops. Yeah, meeting people that are doing what you want to do, but you don't even know that you really want to do this. Mm. Or who are you? Mm. And they can tell you. Yeah, so my question, um, what were you doing when you were young, dog? Like, even today, I'm still trying to like figure out what were you really doing when you were, were you playing soccer, were you in music, were you were you cramping, were you skating? Like, what were you doing? Cause like now, if I'm trying to think, whatever that you're doing now, there's a lot. Like it can't be music. Yeah. Okay, fairly there's soccer involved, but. Okay, we're going to go to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, what were you doing when you were young? Man, I had a very colorful upbringing, bro. Yeah. Um, like you said, I was playing soccer, like, back in primary school. Um, yeah, man, I played soccer all my life. Come to think about it. But, you know, then I get to high school, <clears throat> now you get exposed. Yeah. 
to a lot of things. So it's like, a, you know, yeah, you get exposed to a lot of things. And I kept on playing, but not regularly anymore, right? Um, so it moved from me playing soccer to now me tapping into entrepreneurship. But now I can speak about it like that, and it sounds cool as fuck. But when I was doing it at that time, yeah, it, was it was honestly from a place of this is in high school, you know. I'm up at ten, you know. Just really wanted to be the cool kid at school, so started really tapping into like, you know, entrepreneurship in a sense of like selling. Um, what did, I remember these? What did they call it, bro? There was these, they called it, I think, fuck, I might mess it up because I'm trying to think of a name. But I started selling like, you know, candy, you know, obviously would get in shit for that. Because you're not allowed to sell at school. And I honestly, I didn't have a reason for me to do all of that shit. Because I would still get like, you know, you know, lunch fee. I was good, you know, but it was honestly because of, I just wanted, you know, to be that guy. Cool you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So started doing that. Through that, now I started making a bit of money. Now, as soon as you do that, there's no turning back, bro. From that, now, you know, started tapping into fashion with my friends, you know, and started like designing. I remember at some point we were selling T-shirts. Oh, yeah? yeah, we were selling T-shirts at school. We were doing photo shoots. Like, High school. High school, bro. Yeah. I think this is like grade 11, 10. Yeah. Did like a couple of photo shoots. You know, moved from there. I was once a rap at some point. You know, so I might even just bust a freestyle. But like, you know, hence I'm saying, like I did a bit of everything, bro. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, yeah. but I did a lot of Lot of shit while I was so going there's through. no specific thing that like you were doing this alone. You were just doing a lot of things. A lot of things, bro. Yeah. I was an athlete. Yeah. I was a cheerleader. Bro, I was everywhere, bro. Like I was everywhere. The only thing that I don't think that I did, which I think, obviously now because I know better, given the chance to go back, is public. What is it? Public? Is it public speech? Public speaking? Public speaking. Yeah. Fuck, man. I think about it now, I'm like, fuck. And you're supposed to do that. Fuck, yeah, you know? Yeah. But that's also because of now. Nah, you know, I'm grown. I can speak a bit better. Yeah. I don't think I was, you know, this expressive back then. But it would have been cool for me to exercise that muscle back in high school. So how did it start, like, your public speaking? Like, to know that now I can speak in front of mm. these two people or these ten people. Or these hundred people, because mm. I know for sure, like you do, you do that, and like so beautiful, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thing is, bro. Like when I think about it, there's always there's always been signs of me doing it, but yeah. I don't know why. I guess okay, this is what it is, right? I didn't really venture into public speaking because back in the days. It used to be for, or that's what we thought, or that's what I thought. When you walk inside a classroom of kids that are doing this public speaking, whatever, yeah. it was always 
for the kids that are excelling in academics, bro. You know, so for me, and that's one thing about me that I constantly tell the people that I maintain contact with on the regular, that one thing about me that I don't necessarily, I don't want to say I regret, but one thing that I don't know, man, I don't know how to like, but one thing that I, if there's one thing that I could change about myself is like, I look at my life and I'm like, fuck, I've been acting less much than I actually am or was, you know? So, yeah, but there's always been signs of me because one thing that I've known that I've been doing quite well was whenever we had to do like I'm a aura in like speech in front of the class, ah, that was my shit, bro. That was my shit. And I would get teachers always telling me that, yo, you should consider doing video, you should consider doing this, you should, you know? So I've always known that I can speak, Mm -hmm. I can do a bit of that, Mm -hmm. but I was just, yeah, I wasn't really looking into like, Doing it like on that level, yeah, like, yeah you know. Obviously, you're still young. I'm still, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, also, I was a cheerleader at some point. Yeah. So, it's like when you're a cheerleader, you have to address the spectators and say, Yo, this is how, this is how we're going to be doing it. Yeah. This is how the song goes. Yeah. You know, so there's always been signs of me actually yeah. having the capabilities of doing that, yeah. but I just didn't, I don't know. So tell us about like going to Jersey, like this guy taking you there and then meeting these people. Um, how did you get to the cave that we know now? So I started going there. Um, so I think it became like a thing that happened more often, right? Okay. Um, so me just going that side just really changed how. Yeah, you know, because, yo, man, I was inspired. Mm-hmm. I was inspired because in the very same room, you would find a lot of kids that are in a very same predicament as you. And you know what that does? That actually, like, gives you hope. it gives you hope. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say? And yeah, man, I started going there frequently, started meeting people, exchanging contacts, you know, and then, man, I was never the same person. Never the same person. So what were you doing then? Because I know for sure, in these workshops, they were like painters, they were like um, your musicians, your all these creatives that were there. So what were you doing? I was there to just get inspired, bro. Like, I was... I was part of the audience. There was nothing that I was... I was not contributing anything creatively. You know? I went there just to get inspired. I just also remember I'm sitting at home, I'm not doing shit. Right? So, So I really needed, like, yeah, I really needed like a sense of belonging. And that's way I got to like, you know, feel that. You know, so I was there as 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 a regular, regular human being, just there to get inspired, you know, make contacts, network, you know. And I think six months later, you know, I just came back home 
and started like conceptualizing yeah. planning, started moving, started what using the first thing when you came back home to do. So after getting inspired, yeah. came back home. So what happened there also that I think about she was being inside, I was meeting a lot of people that were from the farm. For me, that was like the first, you know, um, what is it? It was the first sign to say, okay, you know, besides that, but it was a sign to say, if we can come all the way to Joburg for this, maybe there's a need for this, that sign. You know what I'm trying to say? So then I came back home. Like I said, started conceptualizing, and then, yeah, man, that's when the birth of Make Things Make Happy. When did this happen? So this is all in 2015, right? So I started like, so I did my first workshop. For those that doesn't know, or for those that don't know what Make Things Make is, um, it's a series of workshops yeah. that presents the creative industry yeah. as you know an alternative to like your regular nine to five jobs yeah. like a doctor like a teacher like you know so the first one we did was back in 2015 I think around June I might be missing up the timeline bro yeah. um, but I remember the first one how we did it because it was something relatively new in the law and I was not even sure of the reception of it. So the first one that I did, I remember, <laughs> I didn't open it to the public. You know, the first one that I did, it was very private. By that, I mean, I literally sat down and I wrote an invitation letter with my hand, right? And then from there, I had to go to the internet cafe, made a couple of copies, so each letter had a name of people that I invited. Okay. Just the guest or no first okay. No, this is the first one. Okay. So the first one was more the first one was more about introducing the idea. Okay. You know, to the people that I was in contact with at the time. You know? So that's what I did. I think I had like 25, 30 guests. Um, could be even less, I think 15, 20, I don't know. Um, after doing those letters, I would hit you up, say, yo, like I'm working on something new, um, I'm going to be in town, um, I want to give you something, you know, okay. meet up, give you like the letter. Yeah. And with that also, because I was at home, had a lot of time on my hands, I was reading a lot, I read somewhere that people like to feel important. Yeah. So if you're gonna be inviting someone to the social, to whatever it might be, if you're directing it to the person, like best believe, yeah, the person is gonna chat all this to, you know, to make it. Yeah, to make it, you know? Yeah. As opposed to you just putting up on the putting it up on the internet, bro. Yeah. So that's what I did. Kind of sort of picked that up online when I was reading it. And then, yeah, a couple of people gave them those letters. On that letter, it would state, hi, Naki, um, hope you've been good. Um, you've been invited to the first installment of Make Things Make. 
and this is going to be a series of workshops. So I explain all the mechanics yeah. and how it's going to work. It's a new concept in the bar, you know, would like you to honor the invitation to be one of, you yeah. know, yeah, the attendees to come and give you, you know, constructive criticism. People came to, but also, after giving up those letters, because I'm not really trying to miss any gaps in the story, yeah. right? After that, I now have to go and find a venue for this, you know? Um, and then at that time, there was a place called Intersections, right? Yeah. Just nearby Tavo Shopping Complex. I think now it's a funeral, what, what now? But at that time, it was like a, a, a cafe, a pub. Okay. When they spoke to the owner of the place, you know, told the owner of the place that I'm going to do this thing here, I was like, how old are you this time? Bro, like, I'm fresh out of high school, bro, like, you know? <laughs> so, when they spoke to the older, because I knew also the place was operating a lot during that time. Okay. So during the day, it's quiet. So I went down, like, I'm going to do this on Saturdays, you know, um, going to use the place for, like, three hours, you know, then the owner's like, yeah, I'm going to charge you for that. don't know why, but hey, man, business is business at the end of the day. Um, yeah, man, couldn't do shit, had to go back home, hustle money to pay the venue for those hours, by the way, bear in mind that I don't even charge people to come in, so I'm not yeah. making any money out of this thing. So, paid the day, people came through, this is the first one, people came through, explained everything to the people, oh, bro, people loved it, bro, like, people, people loved it, and they always took a couple of pictures on the internet, now, People on Facebook, people on these different social platforms, but I think Facebook was the main one at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think Instagram was around, I'm not too sure. Maybe it was around, but it was not inside like that. You know? Yeah. It, it was, was not, yes. Yeah. It was for these big creators. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Whatever you come up from, the era of Tumblr, there was yeah. Tumblr back in the days, whatever. So, started posting pictures on Facebook. Now, people that are not invited feel some type of way. What's this? Yeah, Why were we not invited? You know, but that was like that was intentional. Okay. You know, now people will start. So who are these people? Like your bros or? A lot of the people that I invited back in the days were my friends. Yeah. People that, that were invited. invited. Yeah. That I invited for the first yeah, one. Yeah. Were my friends that I went back. Uh, that I attend high school with. Yeah. Yeah. So people saw it on Facebook. People were like, "What is this? It's cool. Can you know whatever?" And then there was a demand now. Know? Yeah, and then for the second one now, you know, started like making it public, started like creating a poster. The first one they didn't even have a poster. <laughs> you know, if you you know if you were invited, you were gonna be there yeah. type thing. Then the second one started like creating a poster, started now inviting a couple of guests okay. to come through and you know give a talk. And so like when I say make things make, yeah. what's like the reference of that like? Where, where do you take that reference of, like, I want to do this thing like this, mm-hmm. yeah, I want it to be in this format, and I'm going to be doing this to these people. LPO, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing is to do under the sun. So I really liked that concept yeah. that they did. It really inspired me. But more than anything, like I said, the fact that I kept on seeing people from the Val Triangle coming or going that side, 
So we showed me that okay, there's a there's there's a there's a need for this, but nobody's really creating it, you know. So one of my ethos is if it doesn't if it doesn't exist, create it. So, but also how I actually went about it because at that time, well, you know, I don't know how people I don't know how people feel about things. I remember I. I remember I scheduled a meeting with um, the founder of NPO. Yeah, you know, yeah. we had to sit down, find a coffee, and a talk. I was like, yo, I really like what you're doing, bro. Yeah. What I'm realizing is, yeah, this, I think I have a picture out on Facebook somewhere because we even took a picture. Yeah. You know, that brother was so kind, bought coffee for me, you know, chopped it up, you know, sure. and then I, I told him, like, yo, I really like what you're doing. I want to do this for the vibe. Because I see a lot of people from the bar. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Guy was like, bro, let's do it. I cannot, this is not about me, bro, it's bigger than me. Do it. Yeah. So that's where the inspiration came from. Yeah. That's where the, blue, the, the blueprint comes from. Yeah. You know, so, but obviously I'm trying to do it my way. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, man. So that's how a lot of people kind of sort of like know me. Or know the brand behind me, things make that's like our claim to fame, yeah. you know. So, yeah, so, um, what's this? I wanted to ask you something that you just mentioned, like Fry Pen. Yeah, how did you get to know him? Like, how did you knew that this is Fry Pen? Um, and then at that time, when, like on your first meet up with him, yeah. Did you know that this man is big, like in the streets? I mean, I because at some point, like even today, dog, like I always say, Fred Penn is our president. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the president of, like he's the one who birthed a lot of us in the streets. Yeah, and so yeah. Because if it was not by that dude, I don't think I'll be doing this. I don't think I would ever work at. At an agency or doing what? Yeah. yeah. Nah, definitely, bro. That's the guy. So, didn't really know about him, don't wanna lie. Yeah. Started knowing about him as soon as I attended like those NPO workshops. Yeah. So, obviously, I knew him because, you know, before the workshop started, he would come in front, you know, tell the people about the space, yeah. and what does it mean. So, I was like, okay, so this is the guy behind this, you know, and you know, didn't really interact with him um, a lot. I think up until he announced that it's going to be, I think, the last one that they were doing. And I was so sad, bro. Before, before the, the venue, before the, the gig at Constitution, right? I think so, yeah. When he was announcing that it's going to be the last one, I broke my heart, bro, because, you know, that gave me a sense of like belonging and I was like, you know, belonging to a community of people. So I thought to myself that like, okay, cool, if this ends, let me do that. So it was like, yeah, you know, it was possible, you know, the thing. So I was like, okay, I need to have a sit down with him. And then I obviously went to him, but this is like I see the last session that they did. Started talking to him, gave me his number, because he kept on seeing me regularly. As soon as I told him that I was from the Vulture, he was like, okay, cool, you know, yeah. gave me his number, like I said, we had to sit down, 
and we've just been maintaining contact ever since. Yeah, ever since, bro. So, yeah. So, how, what's the challenges of making things meet, and what's, yeah, let's start there. The challenges of the challenges. They never stop, they never the same. You know, the more you grow, the more challenges, the more new challenges come. You know? Um, I'm saying this to say this to you, like, what we were struggling with back in 2015 when we started cannot be the same shit that we're struggling with now. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, so I don't know, you want me to tap into like what we were struggling with back then or now? Okay, we're gonna start with back then. Back then. Yeah. Back then, number one, was making people understand what's this all about. You know, like just getting people to come. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Just getting people to come. It was that, you know? Still kind of sort of is now, but now it's better because now people know. Yeah, people now have yeah. an understanding of what it might be, yeah. you know? But back then it was something new. What the fuck is this? Blah, 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 blah. So that was like the greatest challenge. And understand, you're doing this as a kid, you don't have any major sponsor backing. You know, so you don't have a huge social media following. You know, even when you post your shit, nobody's hardly ever sharing your shit, you know? So that was like one of the challenges. Number two, like I said, you know, having to fund this thing. You know, I have to pay for the venue. You know, you know, we have to get sound because now we have to get sound. We have to get like mics for the speakers. You know, nobody is paying for that. I have to hustle to pay for these things. You know, um, you know, small things such as now you, man, like having to allow you want to put up the workout, or maybe you have an installment coming through. You want to, you have to upload a poster, but there's somebody working on that for you, and that person. Because now when you plan your things, you know you want this thing to chop on the stage so that you can give it at least two, three weeks for it to breathe for people. So, you know, now you're dealing with, um, what do they call it, a graffiti artist that is only going to be sending you a poster two days before the workshop. When are you going to get the time to participate in? You know, those are the things that I can top of mind remember about you know, back in the days, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, like, just honestly, like, really making your shit presentable and cool, you know, getting sponsors behind it, you know? Not easy, bro, not easy. But you say what were the challenges, but I look at them as blessings now, yeah, you know? Because yeah. honestly, bro, like, I don't think the brand would have been this far. So far from where we want to be, but also far from where we started. Yeah. You know, so those things really helped me to evolve, yeah. be the best version of myself, you know, to a point where now I can just design my own posters. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? So that shit had to happen. For you but when it happened, you feel like the world hates you, you know, but it makes sense eventually. Mm -hmm. So those are the challenges back then. Yeah. yeah.
So now I went to, when was it? Last month? No, no, two months ago. Was it last week? Was it two months ago? No, a month ago. Yeah. yeah. It's a month ago. Yeah, for me, that was dope, man. I really loved how you brought us all there. Yeah. Yeah. Just to exchange contacts and then to exchange your, your struggles and then you hear my struggles. I really love that. Like, I, uh, like, yo, man, go for it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that's gonna happen. It's in the name. Yeah. It's in the name. Make things make. Yeah. People would ask, yo, why, why? What's up with the name, bro? Like, it's not that deep, guys, eh? It's like, it's not that deep. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's in the name. Instead of me just saying, make things happen, I say, make things make. Because I'm just really obsessed with titles. And whatever, you know, naming things. Um, so it's exactly about that, bro. It's exactly about, um, man, like, because for me, what LPO did for me, it really changed how I see things and how I view life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like it's my responsibility to try to make the next kid experience what I experience with these sessions that I'm hosting. Yeah. And it's crazy because we've been speaking on what I've been doing back in the days when I started and shit not. Um man, I I and I'm gonna say it now using your platform to say you have to do it, bro. Like if it really means a lot to you, you really have to do it. Yeah. You know, you really have to do it. And I really just also want to say, I think it's a conversation we once had with the concept school guys yeah. who were part of that conversation to say, I understand how cool it is to have these brands affiliated to your event or the brand, whatever, you know? Obviously, with, without me not mentioning yeah. any specific brands, you know, but I understand how cool it is to have, you know, um, umbrellas of a specific brand at your event. Yeah. It makes your event cool, right? And people take you more seriously when yeah. you're such. But that should never stop you from actually doing it. Because I'm telling you now, bro, like, and this is just honestly based on experience that when you do it with or without them, they're going to respect you. Whether they say it to your face, whether they tell somebody else, whether they don't say it anyway, but they're going to respect you because they're going to know he did it without where's I, I'm going to commit yeah. where are we going to commit to going to this event, they're going to know it's going to happen irrespectively yeah, anyway you know, so they should never really depend or lean yeah. you know, towards these brands to make their ideas come alive yeah. so that's that's something that I really feel like people need to understand, that even without people helping you out do it man do it. One thing that I live by also, I don't really like also this idea of, and I understand people do things differently. Yeah. Personally, they would ask how, how, how come am I this consistent? Yeah. And one thing about me would then be, or I would say to them, like, I don't really like postponing shit because I have realized that when I postpone, whenever I'm doing it, Man, the excitement and the novelty ways off. It's not the same anymore. So I'm a firm believer of 
Just do it, bro. If you said you're going to do it on the 10th, do it on the 10th, bro. Just use whatever that's within your disposal to make shit work. That's it. That's been my life, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been talking a lot about Make Things Make. I know there's a project on the side that you're doing for the kids. Tell us more about the project and what is it that you do to make the kids. Yeah, I'm currently working on... Uh, so there's two projects. He's the one for the other one for the 10th. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just started this one for the kids. Yeah, so what you're asking about now is... Um, working on an after-school program called After School is After School. Um, <laughs> why the name? Because the name resonates with a lot of us. You know, you knew, you knew what it meant when someone thinks you. After School is After School. <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's, it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's just a place where we are turning um, the aimless um, after-school hours into productive learning time. So here we help kids with revision, we help kids with, um, you know, um, study tips, you know, um, assignments, you know. Um, so yeah, doing this after school program at a school in my neighborhood, I used to work there as an assistant. Okay. And while I was there working as an assistant, I used to conduct extra classes. Okay. And obviously, you know, these things, man, like the contract ended. Um, but what didn't end was the bond with that I created kids. with the kids. Yeah. Um, and the relationship that I had the relationship that I've made with the parents. Okay. So I just decided to just like make it a thing. You know, just really make it a thing with or without the contract. So hence the program exists now. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you working with now? The school or straight the parents so I'm working with both okay. right so how it works is um, I was invited to do a presentation at a parents meeting of the school so obviously first I spoke to the principal of the school because we, we have a great relationship yeah. he was like okay cool I endorse the idea let's do it but come and speak to the folks when they did a presentation they loved it but I was also specific and precise about it's not for everyone. Like, if you really want your kid to be a part of it, yeah. let's do it. Because when you really think about it, like, you know, there's these, these parents in my neighborhood that work nine to fives, yeah. goes to work at seven o'clock in the morning, comes back home at eight o'clock. By the time the parent gets back, it's no shitting. The kid now has nobody assisting him or her with the homework, and you know? So the chance to actually close that gap, you know? So And I come from a neighborhood that really doesn't have role models so it's just a place where kids can have a sense of belonging and they can actually you know yeah yeah uh, my brother uh, our time is killing us now yeah uh, let's just wrap it up with the, the the 10th of november yeah um on the 10th of november it's on my socials um we are doing an exhibition a photo exhibition to be precise titled Indaba My Children and it's just really about us sharing captured moments of how is it like to grow up black in a neighborhood called Everton in the Val Triangle. Yeah. So come through, come witness the greatness. Yeah. It's between me um, and a phenomenal guy called Smiles. 
you know, um, so smiles. Yeah, we're gonna be sharing a bit of dopeness with you guys. Um, yeah, it's just a place of people to reminisce about how was it like to grow up black, yeah. and you know, just to really tap into our inner child inside. So that's what's up. That's happening on the tenth. It's happening on Concept Store. So about the tickets and invitations, because I know for sure we have. Yeah. So so tickets have been out on the socials for like a week now, I think. Yeah. So we only created like a limited a limited edition of tickets online. Yeah. Um, when I checked, I think we were halfway. Not even halfway, but I think. There's a couple of tickets left. I don't know, maybe we might be generous enough and create more. Okay. Uh, but it's free of charge. People can just go like and visit um, on Instagram. After school is after school. There's a link there. Just click, just get yourself a ticket or two. Come with a friend. You know, it's going to be a day. It's going to be a night because it's happening from 5 o'clock up until 8 o'clock in the evening on Friday. So, yeah, man, it's a great place, great music, great conversations, um, great... Um, you know, stories to tell. So, yeah, it's happening on the 10th, November, Friday, Concept Store, Funville Park. Yeah. Come and witness the greatness. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell me about, like, your... What are you listening to today? Music. Ooh, man, today. You, like, today, when you're coming here. You know what's crazy with me, bro? Um, and I guess we're wrapping it up, right? What's crazy with me is that my ears are spoiled for choice. By that I mean the number of music genre that I consume in a day is crazy. I can listen to like 30 seconds to Mars now, that's like alternative rock. In the next hour, I can listen to Mostef. And then in the following hour, I can listen to like, you know what I'm trying to say? So it's a bit hard, bro, but today in the morning I was listening to... I want to think of one, because I, I was listening to a lot of shit. Yeah. But I was listening to... What's this thing? Um, who's this guy? Sampa. Yeah, he dropped like an album. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I was listening to it in the morning. Yeah. On my way here, I was listening to it. I was listening to a bit of music. So can you give me like your top five tracks or your top five all-time artist that you can't go for like I, I cannot give you tracks bro yeah. that's that's unfair <laughs> right but I can try to give you artists because I'm gonna need like a playlist for you how many songs it has to be 10 what vibe any because predominantly I listen to you just, you just said to me you don't listen to strictly one yeah yeah I don't listen to strictly one but there's I listen, I consume, I listen to a lot of hip-hop. Okay. Like, if I have to scale it, 70% is hip-hop. Which hip-hop? The now hip-hop? So, yeah, I'm glad that you even asked that. So, I have an old soul. So, I listen to a lot of old-school hip-hop. Okay. I listen to a lot of old-school hip-hop. I listen to a lot of old-school R&B. Okay. I listen to a lot of old-school Quaito. Yeah. I listen to a whole of, like, I listen to a lot of, like, old-school house music. Yeah, so even my top five, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be bad. But, you know, I listen to like Lil Brother, Della Soul. I listen to, um, um, why am I forgetting them now? 
um, Slum Village. I listen to Mob Deep. <laughs> I listen to, I also dabble into like, who's this guy? Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. You know, I listen to a lot of old school shit. I listen to a lot of Tamiya. You know, so that's me, bro. That's me. And we also have an event that we're doing, by the way. It's called Love and Beats. And it's just honestly about happens on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it happens on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. People come there to drink their sound houses. We listen. So, so we change venues. Okay. We've been hosting it at Shelfio, right? Okay. So now we're looking into branching out. So, okay. But the event is all about listening to a lot of old school R&B, a lot of old school hip hop, a lot of old school Guaido. So That's why, like I said, I create what doesn't exist because I go to events and they don't listen, they don't play the type of music that I consume. Yeah. So I decided to create a place where we listen to such music. Thank you for extending an invitation. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate you having, uh, being here. Uh -huh. You understand? Because the whole time that we, me and you get to meet, it's when you are doing these things and then you get to invite us. And so, so bro, I mean, what I'm going to say to you, that is why all people will always say, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. so, Thank you, bro. Yeah. Keep on keeping on, man. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. That's what's up. Appreciate it. Beautiful people, thank you for watching this episode. Shout out. Thank uh, you.